Blame on my ADD, baby. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. So last week, I'm blaming it on agents and the rain, and today, I'm blaming it on my ADD. What is going on here, people? What is going on? Maybe I should actually learn the words from now on before I uh, sing some of these songs. What do you think, huh? Okay, so before we get uh, into our amazing interview today with Steven, and we talk about the recent success he's had uh, in closing a deal within three months of getting started... um, we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, Michael Quirles and yellowletters.com. Many of you heard me mention, but Yellow Letters is the main company we use, and that is the main way we are currently buying houses right now is through direct mail. So Yellow Letters is a company we started using a couple years ago, um, and we went from one company to them, and they were less expensive. They are investors, so they are doing the business. Uh, and it's just really easy to work with. Michael, those of you who know him, knows he's incredibly generous and a great guy, and it's just a great company. So I encourage you, go to yellowletters.com to start up your yellow letter mailing campaign, or they have all kinds of letters. So go check it out and uh, mention to them the code HFHQ for House Flipping HQ, and you will get 10% off your orders. So go check that out, guys. I also wanted to mention that we have re-added the list of the six documents which we had on the website before, but we took down because we replaced it with our 52-page book for, uh, you know, Flipping Fundamentals book, and there was an uproar. We've been getting constant emails from people um, asking where it is if, if they could get a copy of that. So what we did is we combined the two. It's insane. I don't know... You can't just keep adding stuff and how, anyway, it's crazy, but there's just a ton of information um, there for you guys. So you can either go and you can subscribe to the book. You can, you can put your email address uh, to get the book and that'll also send you this, those six documents or you can click do the documents one and they'll get you the book. You're just going to get it all. It's like a hundred pages of incredible information uh, that we're currently just giving away for free on the site. So go get that while you can. Um, and there may come a point where we don't have that. Just letting you know, I don't want any later on in the future when it's gone and we say, oh, but you said we could have it. So um, get it while you can. Um, and that will also give you weekly updates to what we have going on here at House of HQ, which, you know, I hope you guys have been enjoying. Seems like you have. I'm getting a lot of good feedback. And then, of course, we have the webinars we've been doing. That you can go to housewinghq.com slash webinar to sign up for our next webinar. And if you just want to learn about the House Flipping Mastermind group and don't have time uh, to get on the webinar or just can't make the scheduled date, you can go straight to houseflippingmastermind.com. That's houseflippingmastermind.com. And there's a video and an information page on that. And you can reach out to us if you have any questions in that regard. All right, and with that, let's dive right into our interview today with my broski, Stephen Williams. What's going on, broski? How you doing, man? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing good. How's uh, Aaron and the little one? The little one's doing good. Uh, Aaron's doing great. 
Good. <laughs> how many yeah. more? How much longer do you have? Uh, October 15th is our uh, due date. Awesome, so, man. We'll awesome. See. Very cool. Excited for you guys. All right, guys. So for those of you who may not recall, I interviewed my brother, Steve Arino, Stephen uh, Williams, in episode 28. And at the time, Stephen like quit his job. What was it like? Just like a few days earlier, right, Stephen? Uh-huh. <laughs> quit his job like cold turkey and was like, I've been listening to your podcast and I'm going to go for this. And I was like, ah! <laughs> Recently got married, has a little baby girl on the way. So his wife's going to be quitting her job. And, you know, I love teaching people this business and I know it can bring you a lot of success. But I'll have to admit, you know, being so close to someone like my, being my brother, I was like, oh, no. What have I what have I caused? What happened? <laughs> and I got a little nervous. But you know, this was what how long ago was this, Stephen? Two months ago? It's actually close to three. it was February third. Okay. Is the day that I uh quit. Okay, so close to three months now. Um uh, and I am super stoked to announce that just a few days ago. Steven got his first $10,000, I'd like to say check, but deposit, right? <laughs> straight to my account. Straight wired. to your account. So you got it, right? It, it came, I did. It We've cleared. already spent it. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's been good. We uh, paid down some credit cards and we still have a little nest egg there. And, you know. Awesome. Awesome. So it's, uh, my wife is definitely happy and she's a believer now. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> And I'm a believer. Da, da, da. Anyway, okay. We'll have to go back and sing that song. You can help me with the intro. So the coolest thing, guys, is I ended up buying it from him. So, you know, I bought a house. I think I, you guys have heard me mention the house I bought in Utah. I bought it from Steven. He was able to make 10000 Anyway, it's, it's awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to go revisit, you know, where we left off last time. See what Steven has been doing to have such great success so quickly. I mean... You know, it took me seven months before I closed my first deal. I hear a lot of people, it takes nine months a year. So I love, I love interviewing people who have done a ton of deals, but I'm equally or more excited to interview someone who is newer in this business, like a lot of you guys out there, and has taken some serious action and just made things happen. I mean, you know, he's not, it's not like he's arrived and he's done it, done it all, you know, but he's made it and he's making it happen. So let's do that. So Steven, where we left off, um, I mean, you were, you, it was like you were one week into the business. Uh-huh. You were like a madman. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were like contacting real estate agents. You already had access to the MLS. Like within, how long did it take you to access to the MLS? Like a couple days? Partial access, couple days. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that was just because you asked, right? You, I mean, you, uh-huh. you asked enough people, right? So many people are like, right. how do I get access to the MLS? You know, they don't think they can, but they don't really, they never ask really. Mm-hmm. So, what were you doing at the beginning? Kind of give, give us a quick recap. So at the beginning, I was doing anything to create momentum. Um, I remember just contacting a bunch of realtors in the area, um, trying to build my network. Basically, I don't know. How, yeah, how did you how did you go about doing that? So to contact the realtors. What were you doing? So to contact the realtors, I was I used Zillow. Um, and I also used the MLS here. I didn't realize that it was the actual MLS, but it's utahrealtors.com. It's the same thing as the MLS. Um, 
but I was using that to contact realtors. It seems like ages ago, because uh, just because of how much I've been Isn't doing. It crazy, yeah. Just trying to remember like what I was, what was I doing? I was just doing <laughs> whatever I could, you know. So if that's what you're doing. You're just getting out there, getting your hands dirty, taking action, and then adjusting uh-huh. as you go. Right. right, 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 right. Okay. So, so what did you do now? How did you get to where you are now? I mean, it's only been. That's why I'm talking to you versus like someone like me who's been doing it for like 10 years, I mean, you know, several uh-huh. years, because yeah. even though you feel like it's ages ago, imagine someone has been doing this business for years. So you're oh, more yeah. fresh, you know, I could only imagine <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> it was like trying to recap my journey up to this point. And I'm like, man, I, I did all that. Um, so right away, you know, I was contacting realtors. Um, and then I, I went ahead and I took the plunge and I sent out some mailers. I sent out like 500 mailers, I think. And it was, I sent them out as standard mail. Okay. And I didn't get any calls at all. I, for <laughs> over two weeks, I didn't get a single call. How and did I was that like, feel? I was like, oh man, direct mail does not work. <laughs> <laughs> so here you'd work with agents and it's like, uh, okay, you know, whatever. Like I'm direct mail. Bottom line is like, it's not like I want people to hear that it was frustrated because they're going to go through frustrations as well. Uh-huh. So I don't want it to just sound like Steven in just a couple months landed a deal and he's a rock star. Boom. No, I mean, um, it's, it, it's been an emotional roller coaster for sure. Up and down highs and lows, but I mean, it's worth it. Absolutely yeah. worth it in, in the end. But, and I mean, I still have a lot to learn and I, you know, I still get frustrated. Um, but then after two weeks, all of a sudden people actually started calling from that mailing. And I realized that standard mail takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you did get some calls. I got calls. It just, I didn't think I got any calls, but then they started coming in. Um, so how, how did you, how did you decide who to mail to? So I went to list source and I printed a high equity list of, they had to have 30% equity or more uh-huh. and they were absentee owners. Okay. Um, and then I also found, so with the MLS, I found, uh, areas that had the most cash transactions in that area. Okay. Cause I realized that that's probably where a lot of people were buying properties. And so I narrowed those, those specific zip codes down and that's who I mailed to. That's really smart because you, you figured those houses, it was the area that people, houses probably needed work that could be yeah. purchased with cash. Yeah. I like people that. were paying cash in that area, so I figured people were selling for cash. I've never area. heard. I've never heard anyone say that. Um, so. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so so you started. You you mailed. You started doing some mailers, and what kind of response did you get? What, what did you send? What kind of letter did you send them? It was just a postcard. Click okay. to mail postcard. I think they're around. You know. 50 cents a piece plus or minus. A so piece. for those of you who don't know, click to mail is a service that's done kind of in conjunction with the U S postal office. And it's kind of a quick way where they can do postcards for you. Um, and it, it's quick, easy, get it done type thing. Not too expensive, right? Right. It's not bad. Okay. It's expensive when you send them out, you don't get any calls and you're like, Oh, that was a waste of a, and you just quit your job <laughs> and you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have like a lot of money in savings. Right. <laughs> Okay. And so I got some calls and, uh, you know, I still didn't know what I was doing. So looking back, I think that there is one, maybe two that I could have got knowing what I know now. Um, but I just kind of didn't say the right things and I didn't, I didn't, I actually 
did the ARV that I did was way off. I, the ARV, the repairs is where I messed up a lot too. I, I thought it would cost like 40,000 to rehab. Looking back, it's probably only like 20,000. Okay. And so I, I think I lost that one, but I learned a ton just by getting out there and, and talking to these people and, and doing it. Well, I love, I mean, that's what I love it because you took action and now it's only been three months, but because you're taking massive action, you already have a pretty good idea. I could tell of repair costs uh-huh. just from that now. Okay. I, I'm assuming, you know, you shortly after you got started, you joined the, the house flipping mastermind group uh-huh. and how has that helped you? Uh, it's just been just having that. I mean, you for one, your example and, and the guidance of that. Um, of course that carries all the way down from when I was a younger too, though. Oh. Just, <laughs> see you persist. Like I remember like in high school, you had the bench press record at the high school just cause you, you would go to the gym for three hours a day and you do things that most people wouldn't be willing to do. There's a and, special drug that I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally and then you got like your four right football scholarship, but it's just, uh, you know, you, it's all comes down to, to work ethic and just, I've seen you get into a hundred thousand dollars of debt. And I see you pull out of that where, I mean, I, I think a lot of the audience, they see where you're at now, but they don't realize that you like, you had to persist and, and push through these things as well. Um, so just your example on that, your hard work ethic. Um, but then the mastermind group, just having that community and, and the videos and this and all the education on there, obviously, your work ethic is great, but if I don't know how to do a real estate transaction, that's not going to help me. <laughs> so that's where the mastermind comes in and, and closes that gap for me. Getting me all sentimental, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, before but, uh, I start, you know, you know, just talking about all my emotions about you and how much I love you. No, I'm just <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, I'm, I mean, I am way more excited to see what you've done than anything I've ever accomplished. I mean, that's just how, anyway, that's just how awesome it is. So going to start crying <laughs> <laughs> on this episode of brothers <laughs> with love. <laughs> so my, my point is, I guess you mentioned like the repair videos. It's probably a lot of that's probably from repair videos that we have on the mastermind group. And then the comping properties that you've seen and all the deal analyzing that we do. And then having right. that group support, that group support is just huge. Right. Uh, so uh, not only have you gotten, Oh, you know, not that he, you know, not that I paid him to say any of this, but you know, house flipping mastermindgroup.com. If you want to know more about the mastermind group, right? Okay. There's our little, little uh, plug there. Okay. And, so and also, I mean, accountability I'm on here. I was on here and I, a few months ago and I said, I was going to get a deal a month. You know, I haven't done that, but I mean, it's pushed me to, to take action, you For know? Sure. Which so. is exactly why I tell everybody how many houses I'm going to buy or what my goals are, you know, to right. thousands of people. Uh-huh. And then the days where I just like wake up and feel like, oh, I don't do anything today. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, our pride, our ego, like it's very, it's interesting. Like when we're not naturally motivated, we're motivated by our, our ego. And I hate to say it, but it's true. Right. I mean, right. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, all these people like, no, I'm going to do it. Like, I can't be that embarrassed. You know? <laughs> so that's awesome. So not only did you get involved in, in the mastermind group community, but you also, um, you started to get involved in your local community, right? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've been going to all the, uh, Utah Valley 
and the uh, Salt Lake uh, RIA meetings out here and just networking with different investors. And, and I found that like by working on deals and uh, just things I had going on and then talking to people about those deals, they were much more interested in talking to me and, and helping me out and, and uh, pointing me in directions to go as opposed to if I didn't have anything going on. Isn't it interesting? Uh-huh. It's like almost like, you know, segregation, like you're treated like a different person, right? You're like oh, yeah. in the club, right? Uh huh. And then once I close the first deal, it's a whole different level. Yeah. Now I got people want to take me out to lunch and they pay for me to go to lunch. And they're, <laughs> That's crazy. you know, want to take me golfing because <laughs> they want deals. Yeah. yeah. But people got to start somewhere. So people are hearing this and I know there's some yeah butters out there. Right? We all have a little bit of a yeah butter in us. So there's some people out there saying, yeah, but I haven't done a deal yet. Yeah, but. But listen to what Steven has done. I mean, from quit his job from day one, started contacting realtors. And, you know, he listened to the podcast. He, he joined the mastermind group. So he had enough education to sound like he knew what he was talking about, <laughs> at least a little bit. And but then he just went for it. Steven, do you feel like if you were to contact a realtor now, you would sound a lot more like you know what you're doing? Oh, yeah. 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 But it's yeah. all about failing forward, right? Failing forward fast, as fast oh, as you yeah. can. I failed a lot <laughs> along the way. <laughs> Yeah, and you'll keep filling oh, yeah. every day. Uh huh. So, okay, so you went to these meetings, and, and what, I mean, what was that like? What, and you've connected with some cool people at these meetings. I know you went to one, you know, seminar, mm-hmm. um, which was, oh, you went to like a meeting where he spoke. Andy McFarland. Andy McFarland, who I had the chance to meet up with, thanks to you. I mean, you entered, it's cool, man. Like, yeah. oh, I love it. Andy's a stud. If anybody's in Utah or anywhere, Andy McFarland, yeah. Who we will be. I don't mean to keep plugging the mastermind group, but he's going to be doing a two-hour long webinar for us here in a few weeks, um, a couple weeks, on how he runs his uh, wholesaling machine and does like 100 wholesale deals a year. Sweet. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, you'll be invited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you went and heard him speak. He was the first person you heard speak, right? Yeah, he's the first seminar that I went to. Um, you heard him speak, and, and then you went to a seminar. Oh, I heard him speak. Yeah, I heard him. Sp- he spoke at the Utah Valley RIA meeting. Yeah, about yeah, just about like mindset and a lot of different things. He has really good energy, really cool guy. He wholesaled over a hundred houses here in Utah uh, last year. I, I don't think I know anyone else who has done that or yeah. who's doing that volume. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he had a seminar coming up, and I think you spoke to him in between the time that I went yeah, to his meeting yep. and then at the seminar. You told him about me and then he I told oh yeah, I told him about you at the meeting. Yeah, I'm trying to get my timeline right. Yeah. And it was cool because like I'm sitting there and I'm still brand new. I don't know what I'm really doing. And I I make friends with the guy sitting to my left and I'm talking to him and yeah. he's a rehabber. And then uh before the meeting starts, Andy comes up and like walks up to the aisle and like kneels down next to me and he's like, Hey, I spoke to your brother. That was the seminar oh, before God. the seminar started. Right before the seminar started. So everybody's there. They paid like the room's packed, just full yeah. of people and everyone's paying to listen to him. And he like comes up and like kneels down and like That's talks to awesome, me. Man. And I'm just like, you know, kind of starstruck a little bit. That's <laughs> so cool. But the people around me, they're like, do you know him? <laughs> I'm like, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Instant credibility. <laughs> you know? That's so. awesome, man. That's so cool. I call it the networking ladder. Uh-huh. I mean, when I first started, like I had no idea what I was talking about. And sure, 
then you just kind of talk to whoever you can. And some people, people are going to be nice and cordial. And a lot of people are going to be new as well. So you mm -hmm. keep talking to them, but the more you learn, the more people will talk to you. I mean, not that they won't talk to you, but they'll give you more time. You know, there's only so many hours in a day. And then as you start taking action, you're going to get more people interested in working with you even more. And then as you start closing deals, boom, it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of grows to, I never thought that I would be able to interview, you know, go hang out with guys like Andy for several hours in the day. And we interview each other and shows me his office. We talk about how we can do business together and all the other incredible people that I've, that I've been interviewing. And it's just, it's amazing. Um, so networking ladder, you got to start somewhere though, start at the bottom rung and keep climbing up. Right. Right. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm shy naturally. I, you know, I don't like approaching people and talking to people. I got to push myself to do that. So the first couple real meetings I go to, it's just awkward. Like I'm standing there and I'm like, who do I talk to? You know, and yeah, I force myself to walk up and talk to people. But the more you go, you see familiar faces, you make friends. And then all of a sudden it's like, people are saying hi to you. And like, it's a, a snowball effect by just you continue to go and just continue to persist through it and make connections. And, and after a while, it's like, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> you and I, I remember that exact so. same feeling. I mean, it's like going to like a new school and not knowing anybody. And it's just right. kind of awkward. The first time I went, I'd already been investing for several years, but I didn't know anybody. So no mm -hmm. one knew who I was. No one knew that I was actually doing the business. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. Look <laughs> yeah. at me guys, you know? <laughs> right. And, and I really didn't want to go back, but as I uh. did, now it's like, now it's like, I go, it's like, Hey, what's going It's like a little, little reunion, you know, what's going <laughs> yeah, on? How are yeah. things, you know? So, uh -huh. um, and I think a lot of them are actually, they're in the same position as you. They want to like, they know a few people so if they've been going for a while and they want to talk to those people just because it's comfortable to them. Uh, but they'll talk to you if you, if you talk to them. Yeah. And go so. approach them. And yeah, I love it. Okay. So when you called me after that seminar and after you went to that first meeting and I heard you talking about local investors that you saw having success like I just it just made me feel so good because I was like yes like how did it feel to not only hear from your brother you know but people local in your backyard that were crushing it in this business uh -huh. how was that transition how did that feel it was reassuring um you know I I know that you're having success down in California and other people are having success in other markets, but I haven't tasted any success here in Utah on yeah. my own. Yeah. And so I, it just made it to the point, like if they could do it and, and at that volume, if you could do a hundred a year, why can't I do one a month? Exactly. And so it just, you know, shows that it's possible. Yeah. And you know, I, Wait, okay, I had to had <laughs> edit this part out, Archie. I had a little brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what was I going to say? I, see, I have ADD. My mind just like wanders sometimes. <laughs> Blame it on my ADD, baby. Hey, what were we talking in, about? In the family. I don't know. I got ADD too. <laughs> <laughs> we should leave this part in. It's funny. See, <laughs> you got two guys here. Actually, Archie, leave it in. No, you got two guys here who can't even like keep focused. Don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. We talking we were, about real estate. We were talking, yeah, <laughs> we were, I think we were talking about other people having success in Utah and how it makes me feel. Okay. 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 Here we go. Okay. Back on track guys. Back on track. <laughs> so keep that part. And that's hey, live, right? Live action. That's what it is. No, no fakeness going on here. <laughs> so you see all these people having success and I, I people all the time like, yeah, but 
does it work where I live? I'm like, okay, here's the sniff test. Are there houses where you live? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Are there houses that get worn down where you live? Yes, yes. or no? Does carpet need to be replaced? Do things get broken? Do people die? Do, yes. <laughs> do, do people have hardships? Uh -huh. Do properties sometimes get foreclosed on? Okay. Then there's opportunity where you live. And that's not just for you, Stan. I'm talking about, I'm kind of saying to everybody, you know, out there. Mm -hmm. um, that's the sniff test. Now, if you're in a very rural area, you do want to check like days on market and you want to take that into account and your whole times and stuff like that. There are definitely areas that I try to stay away from just because the buying pool isn't as large. If I do get a house in that area, I need to get it for an extra steep discount. But yes, it works. It, it works. I love it. Does it work? I need to know if it works. It's like, it's just anyway, like the magic pill, right? Does it work? Anyway. All right. So, boom. You've been con contacted a bunch of realtors out of the gate. Got the MLS. We're going to these meetings. Uh, starting to take action, sending out letters. What else did you do? You've been doing some other stuff. What else have you been doing? Yeah, so sent out letters. I built a, a website. I've always been kind of a techie nerd, so that was something to kind of... awesome, man. You, you ticked me off because you like beat me to building a website, a lead generating website. <laughs> I'm like, what? My brother is getting like, ranked on Google, and I don't even... <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. So I built a, a website to generate buyers. Um, it's wholesaleutahhomes.com, but then I realized that I probably don't need that website because um, Justin's going to buy all my properties. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I tried to tell you that before, but not just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to have a list of backup buyers. That's good. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, and so then you, you, okay, you're generating at first. You're trying to generate buyers, though, because your goal is to wholesale uh -huh. uh, properties. Well, okay. I was doing that at the same time as I was building my acquisition website. Okay. And so I, I built another website and it actually was performing better before than it is now uh -huh. because I, I just put too much information on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I set it up. I built a little squeeze page and I um, did some Google AdWords and, and I got a few leads from it. Awesome. People would call. And so that was one stream. I had that. And then... Uh, Bandit signs. Actually. Let's talk about the bandit signs. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. First off, I remember you posted on the forum, the mastermind forum group. Uh -huh. um, well, the first time you got like a few bandit signs, how many did you get? I got 400 the first. Well, I got 200. Okay. But I print two per sign. So I go to dirtcheapsigns.com. Okay. So dirtcheapsigns.com. That's where you got them from. That's where we got them back like in the day when we were doing short sales, huh? I think we got them from super cheap signs. Oh. <laughs> there. I, I remember them up and I don't think they, super I don't know if they're still doing it anymore. Okay. I think it was dirt cheap. Dirt cheap sounds familiar. Or maybe it was. I okay. think so. So okay. dirtcheapsigns.com is where you got your bandit signs. And I love what you did. I've never seen anybody do this. So <laughs> what did you do? And so I wrote, we buy houses across the top line and then just my phone number right below it so it's just but on the same sign you did it twice oh, i did right? twice yeah, yeah yeah so i got i cut the cost of signs in half yeah and it still looked great yeah yeah look people would call me and they're like i love your signs the number's so easy to read yeah just really big it, number really like i see your number. signs more than anybody's they stand out and it was like half <laughs> like the size half, yeah it's tiny <laughs> um so i did that did you buy here let me ask you a question now do you have an option to buy like stakes and there's an option to not get stakes, right? Like how much is a sign more or less? So the sign I think is close to 
okay, so I just bought a, a thousand. I just bought five hundred signs with two apiece, and it was like nine hundred bucks, I think, for two colors on there. Oh, okay, um, got it. And so that's like what? What is that's like fifty cents a sign? Wow. Okay, so you bought you bought a yeah. thousand signs. You said for how much? For five hundred dollars? Like nine hundred. For nine hundred dollars. Well, no, that'd be oh, like ninety okay, cents a sign. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because I ordered. See, five. we well, have like, ADD and we're math geniuses. We're smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that and then there's H stakes on there that I think are close to a dollar a piece. Okay. But I don't use those. I, I go to to Home Depot and I buy the smallest wood stakes that they have, and they're about twenty five cents a piece. Oh, okay. And uh, so I use those, and then I got a sign stapler that you could like put it like really high up on the post Yeah, from signstapler.com. That was like 150 bucks though. I, I think you could get the parts to make them for probably about 50 bucks if you want to do it on your own. I've got people. one in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it has like a, a PVC pipe and then it has a, the stapler goes in the top of it and then there's this little thing that holds a sign and you could put it way up. That's awesome. That people don't take them down. So so you got if your first order was five hundred and then you just recently got how many? Yeah, so the first order was four hundred. Okay, four hundred. Two hundred times two, and then the second order was thousand. Okay. The first time you actually okay, I got it. Two hundred you ordered two hundred, but you cut them in half. Right. So, so you have four hundred signs to put out. Altogether total signs I've gotten fourteen hundred. And you recently got a thousand and I saw two here like houses full of boxes of signs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five huge boxes of signs showed up yesterday. I bet Aaron loves that, right? You're... <laughs> I moved him out. I moved I put him in the closet outside. Uh, okay. I, the, that was awesome, that picture. <laughs> Just loaded with signs everywhere. <laughs> okay, so let's talk what I love. Okay, let's talk about how you get these signs out. Okay, at first you put them out yourself, right? Yeah, so the very first day I went out and I put 30 out. And it What's took, that like? What's that like putting out these bandit signs? Oh, my signs? God. <laughs> Anxiety. You're like people looking at me. Like no one said anything. Nobody cared. But it's just my own ego, I guess. Like I'm getting out. People are – they're busy streets and I'm putting where people are stopped. Yeah. Like I sit there and I try to wait till there's like less cars and I run out of my car and I hammer it into the ground. And then, <laughs> You feel like a bandit, right? I feel like a bandit, yeah. Do you remember back in the day when we were doing short sales and we'd put up bandit signs? We're going to uh, drive around. I'd make, I'd make you put them all up. No. <laughs> yeah. But at least I had a getaway car. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, oh, so that's what I, would, I did at first. And then what I did, I just, I just made it a habit that every time I got in my car and I went somewhere, I was going to put out three signs. You have to, you have to have it. You have to make it a habit. I like that. Like, yeah. So like if I, I go on an appointment and then I put out three signs in that, that area. Um, so then that way they're just, I'm not wasting gas driving around. It's, I mean, it's efficient okay. and it's time efficient on time. Yeah. Uh, but I got a call from a lady who's from a bandit sign who was like, all that I want is $15,000 and you could have my house. Let's talk about this because when you first told me about that, now this wasn't a deal that you ended up closing, but you could, you could have, I mean, it was, you were, I could have, yeah. Uh, now, and, and when you first told me about this, I was like, no, those numbers don't work. And then you explained it and I'm like, you're genius. <laughs> okay. So let's <laughs> and, talk about this deal. Yeah. So back to Andy McFarland, when I went to his seminar, he sparked my interest on uh, seller financing and creative financing. 
And so I was getting these leads in and I realized that most of the leads I was getting, it just wouldn't work for a normal flip rehab. Uh, the numbers didn't make sense. I was like, how can I maximize these leads and not let any go? Um, so with, I, I realized that seller finance might be an answer to, you know, save on some of those leads. So the deal was like, I think the house, I don't remember the numbers. It was a while ago, but I, I think it was worth maybe 160,000. I'll just use rough numbers. 160,000. She owed, let's say 135, something like that. Um, she wanted 15,000. The numbers are probably off. I need to go back and look at the papers. No, that's fine. But, but the point uh, is the same. There's yeah, not a ton of equity there. There's not enough equity. She can't sell it on the MLS because she'll have to pay the real, she'll have more in realtor fees and closing costs than she would make. The house was in good shape, so you can't really add value to it by fixing it up. But it was in good shape, and that's important to uh, notice. So right. you didn't really have to account for any repairs necessarily. Maybe a little cleaning job or something, right? Right. But, yeah, so you didn't have to worry about repairs, but uh, the rents weren't that great either, though. I think it rented for about it rented about what the loan was. Yeah, so it wasn't like a huge cash flow property. Right. But so, the financing, yeah, talk about the financing. Right. So there was some equity in there and she had a really good loan. It was a 30 year fixed loan at below 4%. Jeez. Right. And so, so I structured a deal with her to, I was like, look, we'll get you your 15,000 that you want if you're willing to leave the, the current financing in place for five years. And she was, she was fine with that. I mean, it took me a while to, I, I think it was like, I had to call her about three different times. Until but you I, probably learned a ton from that. Oh my gosh. It was my first, <laughs> I learned so much um, from that experience there. And uh, so it came down to the point where what I was going to do by leaving that, the fifth, by leaving the financing in place, I realized that I could find another end buyer, someone who wants that to move into that property but that doesn't have, that can't qualify for a loan right now. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of buyers out there like that right now. And so I could get it, like, say I got a $20,000 down payment from them and sold them the terms. So basically by just getting, tying up the terms, I was able to create a deal that I could make a wholesale fee off of by, I don't know, I still don't know all the details, but I have another person that I met from, Utah Valley Rhea, who's been coaching me through it. And basically we worked out a deal that like, I'll find, I find the deal. I type the terms and he had basically take it and sell it. So let me, I'll help everyone explain. Cause I know this other guy was helping you out. Basically what Steven was doing was there are a lot of people out there who can't qualify for financing. They probably have the money for a down payment, but for whatever reason, they've been through a divorce or a bankruptcy or foreclosure, which a lot has happened in the last few years. So there's a lot of people that have the money out there, but don't have the best credit. Mm -hmm. So Steven essentially could have sold this house for $20,000 or more, more than what it was actually worth to somebody who couldn't qualify for their own loan. They would basically be paying extra for the house so they could buy a house. Exactly. And so, I think there were buyers looking at it for who are even willing to put a $30,000 down payment down. Yeah. And so that would be a $15,000 wholesale fee. I would have split it with the other guy who was helping me out. Um, so that's how you created the your fee. That's how you created the additional opportunity uh -huh. there. 
Right. Where if you were just to run the normal numbers, you know, minus repairs, minus uh, normal, the ARV and all, it wouldn't have worked. No. Um. So I think it's awesome. Now, now the lady, something about bankruptcy she was going through and the, the guy you were working with decided. Yeah. So the guy that I was working with, she was planning on going through bankruptcy a couple months after. And uh, for whatever reason, he, someone that he talked to said that, you know, it's just kind of too risky. Like it's kind of illegal on her part to to get funds and knowing that she's going to go through bankruptcy or something. Yeah. So bottom line, you thought it might be a little shady and you guys decided to. And I'm just, I'm too fresh and I didn't want to, you know, there's other deals out there. So I was like, look, we could have sold it and we could have made money off the deal. I had it under contract. I was excited. Yeah. Um, And I learned a lot through it, but I just went back and told her, I was like, look, you know, if if you're willing to give us the house, we'll take it, but we can't pay 15,000. Yeah. So, So at the end of the day though, I just think it's super cool that you found a house at very little equity. She would have been just as better off with you guys Mm -hmm. financially than even selling it on the open market. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that creates like so (laughs) much opportunity. I Uh, hear so many people out there. I can't find a deal. I can't find it. Like it's not like you just like go look under a rock and find like a pile of money, right? I mean, uh-huh. you got to be creative in making these things happen, whether it's your systems or the way you go out finding these houses or the way you talk to people or you develop those relationships with realtors or, you know, the structures you create. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So, this is the part where you talk. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I just yeah, like, yeah. Well, basically <laughs> her options were she would either foreclose on the house, she would lose money because she'd have to pay more in realtor fees, or she could make $15,000 and I could make money too Yeah, by getting creative. You know, I, I understand that most of the times you want to have, so the goal is to have the down, if you're going to do seller financing, you want to have the down payment be as little as possible and the terms be as long as possible. And then if you could work that out, then you have a lot more options yeah, on, that. uh, on, I, I love that you've been doing this for less than three months and you're teaching us about seller financing and uh, <laughs> beautiful. something I know very little about really. Okay. So that's really cool. Now let's talk about this guy. I, I think this is genius that you, so, okay. So you joined the mastermind group. You're learning a ton. You have watched the videos that we have there. You, you have the group format, um, the group forum and all that stuff. And then you go to your local real estate investment clubs, you're calling agents you're networking with people. And how did you meet this this guy that you're talking? I think it's brilliant that you were willing to team up with this guy. First, you had you had climbed the networking ladder enough for this guy to know that you were serious stuff. I don't want uh-huh. brand new people who have never done anything or gotten any education to go out there and think they're going to find someone who's willing to partner with them um, when they don't know anything. It's going to be harder. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just going to be harder. Uh-huh. All right? So... Let's talk about that. How so, did you meet up with this guy? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about the guy who's coaching me through the guy who's willing to do a, a joint venture with me or the guy yeah. who's coaching me on seller financing? Oh, there's two different people? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about both of them. Okay. So Eric Hammond out here at Revive Homes, I, I just basically, I heard that he was really good at seller financing and that's something that he focuses on a lot. So I just, I'd bring deals to him and talk to him about it. And, uh, we just kind of, we hit it off. Um, and he's just so willing to give me any kind of information that I want. And I don't know, we have an agreement there. Um, to where like, if he helps you out and you, you buy a house, then you'll, if I buy a house through seller financing, 
then I'll have him help me sell it. He has this huge buyer's list. Cool. And he, he knows a lot of people who are looking for these type of deals. So in the end, I'll probably make just as much money, but he'll be able to, to push it out and he's coaching me through it. Love it. Okay. And who's this other guy? And so the other one is a, is a guy that, who actually called me through from my website. He found my, my wholesaling website and was looking for deals. And, uh, but then I, I invited him to go to one of the real estate investing means and we sat down and talked and, and, uh, he's basically saying, if you could find a deal, then I will, I'll fund it and I'll split the profits with you and then do all that. And, you know, it's like a JV type type. Yeah. Basically I find a deal and he, you know, goes to the rest. That's awesome. So bottom line is though, guys out there, I see so many people who they're struggling in the business, but yet they want everything. They're not willing to wholesale the property. They're not willing to partner up with someone. They're not willing to find someone to help them learn more. They want to, it's like, they want to do it all themselves, but they can't. I mean, it's like when I first started, um, you know, I got, I paid $10,000 for a mentor, you know, 15,000, whatever, depending on how you look at it. And I partnered up with someone who knew the business and I told her, look, I'll do all the legwork. I just need you to kind of coach me along the way and I'll give you 50% of the first, I structured it to where the first four houses was like 50%. Then the next four was like 25%. And then I would, even though I probably didn't need help after that, I said, I'll give you help. I'll give you like 50%, 10% of the next four after that uh-huh. anyway, right. just to kind of like show my, you know, my pay my dues type thing. Right. <laughs> right. Oh man. So worth it though. I so have worth it. no problem splitting profits with people expect. I mean, someone who knows is bringing value to me and it, if there's a deal, if I have a lead on the table and I don't know what to do with this lead and I'm not going to make a dime off of it, why wouldn't I split the profit or more with somebody who, who could help me make some money out of that lead? I remember, you know, Ward Hannigan, who's really well, well known down here um, in Southern California for teaching people how to do trustee sales and foreclosures. Um, he would always say 50% of something is a whole lot more than 100% of nothing, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So... And then it's like you're getting paid for someone to teach you. You're getting yeah. paid to learn. Hands-on yeah, learning it's is a lot, so much it's more It's a powerful. lot more than 50%. It's probably like thousands of percents if you look at it on like a long-term <laughs> exactly. scale. Exactly. Exactly. And then you get to the point where, yeah, you can do it on your own. Right? Uh-huh. But you still work with people, right? Anyway, okay. We're getting – just investing is a team sport, guys. Yep. And if you want to be successful this game, hook up with people. Find out how you can work together. I see a lot of people get like the greed glands and they're like, no, man, I want it all. But then they get, they end up with nothing. So just keep that in mind, you know, figure out how to get your in to this business, you know, get, get your foot in that door. I don't care if you're bird dogging. Maybe if you are brand new and you're at the bottom rung of that ladder, you might go up to someone successful and be like, Hey, yeah, I listened to Justin's podcast. Maybe you're part of the mastermind group. Say I've gotten the education. I just need a little more handholding. And say, I'll go knock doors for you. I'll put a ban, whatever it takes, you know, just, just get your foot in the door. So, okay, let's get back to this bandit sign. Okay. You've sent me some pictures of some bandit signs that are like way up in the air. Tell me how you tell me what you're doing now. At first you were putting them up yourself. Uh Now you've got, you've got a guy, right? Right. So from the initial success, I mean, the deal I closed was from a bandit sign too. Yeah, we'll get into that after this. And so this lady was from a bandit sign. And then that right after I closed that deal from a bandit sign, I'm like, okay, I'm putting bandit signs 
everywhere. And that's when I ordered the thousand bandit signs and, uh, you know, I just kind of went crazy. So I hired this guy, paid him a dollar fifty per sign to put out and he had to take a picture of each one. And, uh, he would like climb up the pole and put it like at the very, very <laughs> top of the pole. And, you know, it, it was awesome. But at the same time, I learned a very valuable lesson from that experience. Uh, the guy who I hired was, he just had a, a lot of, uh, problems going on in his life, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, come to find out he was actually homeless and <laughs> they were like Whoa. driving around his, his girlfriend's car. Crazy. And so he had put out like 130 signs a day because he was like super desperate, but he had put them all like he'd put them underneath like stop signs. And like, he'd put like 20 in a neighborhood, you know, cause he got paid oh. for a sign. <laughs> and so people started calling upset. <laughs> oh, know? I didn't even know that. We haven't even touched. Yeah. That's good. Wait, that's good. That's but good. you, but I learned so much. Like yeah. even when you're hiring someone to put out bandit signs, you need to like interview them and, and do a little background check because it came down to the point where he became, he looked at me like I was like super wealthy and I was like, taking advantage of him once his girlfriend broke up with him and he didn't have any money and he didn't have a car and he couldn't do anything anymore yeah, yeah. and so that kind of ended bad but um there's a hundred like of, a guy that we used to know when we were uh it reminds me exactly working, satellite a, dish the guy who tried to sue you oh my gosh well I, not not sue me or not never, sue. no one's ever tried to sue me he had uh, took he, you to court or something we'll, we'll be really short on this but just so no one get you know wonders he did door-to-door sales for me and oh, what was it like he didn't do he didn't finish his agreement he didn't like go he was supposed to go every day to get like a certain bonus he didn't do it oh i was talking about somebody else i was talking about the guy who's involved with drugs somebody else yeah no it's the same person oh okay yeah yeah i think it's the same person yeah and, and so okay. we had to go to like what what is it em- employer there's some kind of it was just like a little meeting and the lady was like you know what you guys are totally right like when he left, but you're better off just, it was like a few hundred, but anyway, I, it was just a principle of the matter. Anyway. All right. That next, next topic, <laughs> anyway. but bottom line, no, that's a good point though. People can be difficult to work with. I'm always encouraging people to hire and outsource and leverage, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it's easy. Right? right. But that's a learning experience that you had. Now I have, I'm so used to working with people that when I now, you know, next week we're actually going to have Kale, my new um, acquisitions manager, on the call. And when I put him through the ringer, and I put him through the ringer because I've hired and worked with so many people that I've learned from that. So it's always a learning experience, right? So right. next time, I imagine, Stephen, you would make sure people know, okay, only one bandit sign for every you know block or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And, and stuff like that. But Yeah, because basically I showed up and I'm just like, I want to get these bandit signs out. I pull up the trunk I have all the band signs already in the trunk. He doesn't know, but I meet him for like 30 seconds. Tell him what I want. He's excited. I'm like, okay, here you go. But, but you sign. did it. You, you failed forward fast. Right. You, you took action, made it happen. And now, you, and then you learn as you go and you adjust. Yeah. So now though, I know just to know, okay, I do, I'm still going to hire someone to put out the bandit signs because I don't like doing it and it's more efficient, but I just, you know, I, I'm going to tell them exactly what I want and be a little bit more picky on who I choose. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And there's a lot of people that would be willing to do that for the same. Oh, price. I got, I got like four calls in an hour. Oh, did you put out an ad? 
on Craigslist. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you just put it on ad on Craigslist. What did it say? I said the ad said, "Have you ever seen those signs on the side of the road that say we buy houses?" <laughs> and then it said, "If you have a hammer and a car, I'll give you ten dollars an hour or something." That's and awesome, then, man. So they and then people called. <laughs> <That's> so cool. <laughs> and I put a picture of the bandit signs on the posting. Awesome. Like, like so so there's the no the like guess it's no guesswork on what they're doing they know exactly what they're doing you're not beating oh, yeah. the bush. here you go uh-huh okay and i talked to him on the phone and i was like are you nervous to put out signs in front of people and he's like no i used to do graffiti that was probably a first red flag <laughs> and i was like okay well he has no shame so perfect bandit <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's oh, hilarious but anyways it, i mean it went good he put out like 300 signs for me and you know i got some calls oh the first guy put out 300 i thought you're talking about the graffiti artist that was him (laughs) i hired the graffiti oh gotcha okay okay signs for me okay so he's the same guy okay yeah i thought you were talking about right now i thought you don't have a bandit guy right now i need to hire okay so you've been putting him out on your own your own right now well yeah well i ran out they just came in yesterday my new set oh that was just yesterday that i saw okay cool yeah. So you'll be putting some out on your own and then you'll hire somebody else. Okay. We'll, we'll have to get an update on that. Yeah. Um, very cool. All right. So let's talk about, are there any other things you're doing to try to get houses, by the way? Now, now there are, now that I got paid and, and now that because I got that deal and you want to buy some more in Utah, you, you're willing to lend me uh, $2,000 towards marketing. So to let's, let's talk about that. Deals. So let's talk about the deal first of all. Okay. So you got, you got a call from the lady. Um, it was actually a guy. A guy. I'm sorry. So, yeah. the, the the other lady was the other one. Okay. Right. So how how did that? Let's talk about that moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so after talking to all these different people through my marketing and stuff, and trying to create deals, when you were doing uh, other things too. Though. I just want to point out, like you were trying to do probates, you were doing absentee oh, owners, you were networking that. with people, you were talking. I want people yeah. to know this because I don't uh-huh. want them to just to think. Boom, just like nothing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I went to the courthouse, figured out how to mine probate leads, um, figured out how to print probate letters that looked like they were, the envelope was handwritten, printed them out. Like I sent out over 200 of those. Those took forever. Um, I've done, I've been doing a lot of different stuff on my website. Um, just this, well, okay, well, let's get back on track. But so we're talking about, yeah, I, I've done a ton of stuff here yeah, and there. You've been but working then, your tail off. So then, but then this back to the the bandit sign, this guy. So I've been talking to all these like semi-motivated people, a lot of people who just aren't even motivated. And then this guy calls and he's like, Hey, you know, everything goes to voicemail. They leave a voicemail. Hey, you know, I want to sell this house that I got. Um, I give him a call back and I'm just talking to him going over the, I have a normal like piece of paper, kind of like a script that I go through with them. And, uh, got to the question of what's your asking price. And he was just like, you know, I'll let it go for 90,000. I'm like, okay. Um, talked to him a little bit more. I was like, all right, you know, let me, let me run some numbers and I'll, I'll give you a call right back. And so then I jump on the MLS and I, uh, realized that the house is actually worth like $145,000, uh, after it's repaired. And, uh, it's not that old. Do you remember what year it was? I'm already forgetting. 1992. I have I have the I'm reading the post right here. You were put in the forum. Okay. Yeah. Read it. Hey, guys, I just put my second deal under contract because the other one was that one lady that didn't quite pan out. 
My efforts are starting to pay off. I finally spoke to a truly capitalized, truly motivated seller, smiley face. Finding him was a lot of work, but selling him was a breeze. Seriously, so easy. Over the phone, I asked him what his asking price was, and he responded, I will let it go for 90K. I didn't even have to negotiate with him. Here are the details. ARV, 145 to 150. The property was built in 1992. 1,148 square feet, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage. I put in our contract for 90K with a $20 earnest money deposit. The deals are out there, guys. When you want to give up on marketing because it doesn't seem to be working, don't. The very next call might be that motivated seller that we always hear about. Boom! <laughs> and then you got like a ton of comments and congratulations. And anyway, you're pumping people. Anyway, that's awesome. Yes. So it was just completely like he called and he said that. And then I, I ran the numbers and I was like, really? Like 90,000. Um, so then I go and I show up at the property, walk around a little bit, um, come back up to them. I'm like, okay, I know on the phone you said you'd let it go for 90,000. So I reconfirmed that with him. And he's like, yes. Yeah. I was like, would you take 85? Uh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And he's like, I really need to get 90. And I was like, okay. It's like, you know, I had to ask, um, 90 should work. 90, 90 fits our numbers. I'd love, Okay. So tell me why. Tell me why you said eighty-five. Because then I can make another five grand. Okay. <laughs> Let's not overcomplicate this, right? I love that you said that answer, actually, because people are always trying to overcomplicate things and keep. <laughs> I always tell Vanessa. I say, Vanessa, your job is on every house to make as much money as possible. Like when we go to resell it, and she's negotiating, the goal is to. She's like, well, we could, you know, we're still hitting our numbers. Like, I don't care. Can we make another five grand? You know, like that's all that matters. So. I love that simplicity in that answer. So, but what you did there, Stephen, is if you just called him back and you're like, okay, 90, 90 days, he may have come back and be like, well, this happened and this happened. Can you do 95? You oh. know, but by you asking for a little bit less and then kind of like, okay, I can make that happen. You you kind of locked that in, that right. price in, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Cause I was like, yeah, after I was like, yeah. You know, okay, nine ninety barely fits our numbers, but it works. Yeah, exactly. So you didn't make him feel horrible, and it wasn't like you were trying to totally lowball him. You were just, but you basically locked that number in. I love that. Right. I mean, I really wanted eighty five. I would have <laughs> totally. made fifteen instead of ten. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I was fine with ten. <laughs> so That's awesome. <laughs> and okay, then. Okay, uh, so then I, we have to, so that part was piece of cake. The guy was awesome. He's easier than any pest control cell I've ever done. Um, but then I, I followed him to his house cause his wife was on it as well. So they lived about 10 minutes away. So I get in my car and I follow him to his house, walk in and, uh, now just to be clear, you put this house, basically you, you had a verbal agreement without ever seeing the house, right? Right. Yeah, I had a number that he was willing to accept. So I'm, that's my point, though. I, I mean, you never met with him face to face, right? Right. At first. Well, at first. Yeah. I mean, you guys had a verbal agreement of 90. He talked to you. I, I just want people to, to get this. Like, uh, now, if you're brand new, I mean, look, Steven did it, right? But maybe it's because you were coached by a stud. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, guy called from a bandit sign. He said he'd take 90. You looked it up. You checked your numbers. I, I, did you call me at that time and Vanessa? Uh-huh. 
and, and we checked the numbers. We said, okay, it looks good. It is close to like a busier street something. But we felt really good that at least 140 with maybe some upside or whatever, right? Right. So we said, okay, yeah. I said, I would buy this for 100000 I've never seen the house. You never saw the house to that point. I knew it was 1992. Um, I knew it was only a thousand something square feet. I knew the repairs could not be more than based on what you told me, the information you gave me as well. I knew they really couldn't be more than 15,000, 20 at the most. And I knew I would pay a hundred thousand dollars for that house, putting 10,000 into your pocket. So all this happened without ever seeing the house. Would we have seen the house eventually before we closed on it? Yes. It's a new state, a new area. I wanted to make sure it wasn't burnt down. Somebody would have seen the house, but we basically had a verbal agreement without ever seeing the house. I just want to point that out. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think I made my point. Yeah. The numbers were just there. He was a motivated seller. He wanted to dump it. He was his, uh, what was it? His daughter was living in the house for like four years who had like disabilities or whatnot, but they like trashed the place. She wasn't paying any rent. Um, he has a, another house that he's still not paid off and he just wanted to be done. He just yeah. wanted to be done. Now so I was go- making that decision not to keep cutting you off, but if it was like a 1950 house and they're like, Oh yeah, there's foundation issues and there's this and that like, okay, that's different. And it was like 3000 square feet, you know, that would have been a totally different scenario versus a really small house, newer house. I knew like just where the repairs would be. And okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So you had a verbal agreement. Go ahead. You went to the house. So went to the house, sat down, went over it with the wife, went over it with him. I sh- now thinking back, I should have spent more time building that relationship with his wife because I did with him. And then I show there, I uh, show up there and I think it's just ready to go. Yeah. And she's kind of like a little iffy on it. Totally. Cause I, I haven't built that relationship with her yeah. at all. It's like, who and is so this guy? Like, What's going on? Right. Luckily I did get enough with it. I built the, enough rapport with him and he's the one who really wanted to sell it. That he's like, honey, we said if we could get 90,000 out of it, we would do it. And so they signed the paperwork and, she, and they're like, okay, whatever, you know, but then, so now I'm still like a little bit nervous. I'm like, he's on board. She's kind of flaky a little bit, yeah. but to make a long story short, Right after we funded and closed, I called him because um, he wanted to know what to do with the keys. And she answered. And uh, she was a completely different person. She was so friendly. She's like, I want to thank you so much. I don't care if you make double on this property. We're just so happy to have it out from underneath us. That's so awesome. Because people all the time in this business, they feel like, oh, you're like, raw. no. Like, uh-huh. for them, that was the easy button. They hit the easy button, right? Uh-huh. And... Could they have made a little bit more? Maybe a little bit, but it would have taken them a lot longer. They would have been paying commissions. They uh-huh. would have had to fix up the house. Uh, they would have had more holding costs. They would have been dealing with potential market right. change. I mean, you know, their their repairs would have been more. They probably maybe would have made about the same or a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it would just have been a huge headache for them. Right. You know, I like, mean, I don't think they had money for repairs. They got cash in 10 days that not one person had to walk through the property and bother them. No, Um, they didn't have to show up and nothing. And he's able to pay off his house. I I think that her, her nervousness towards me was just the fact that I didn't build any rapport with her at all. So it was more towards me, not, not towards the price. She didn't know if I could perform or not. Yeah. Um, and then once I did, it was like, she was so thankful. Um, and so I just respond. I was like, well, thank you. I'm sure I'm not going to make double, but, but I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So. so you meet with these people 
you've never really put a house like this under contract before. Mm-hmm. Um, what I mean, what paperwork did you use? Like, I mean, how did yeah, you know? Yeah, that's just from networking earlier on. Um, somebody that I that I met at a gave me they emailed me their agreement. And it's just so like I, a one or two page. So contract, just a right? one page yeah. contract. And what I did is I actually sent it to uh, FedEx, uh-huh. and I had to make carbon copies of it. Okay. So it's a nice. one page contract, but it has a, a receipt. Um, that you you're could, probably used to that from like door to door sales. From door to door sales, <laughs> <Toss>. right? <laughs> from satellites and then pest control. So that's what I'm used to. And, that, and so I, I awesome. had to make that, and and I, it's nice to be able to pull it that's off. It's actually a really good idea, Stephen. Because then you could leave it. I actually got that idea from Andy McFarland. Oh, so okay. I can't, and then it, it made sense to me because I I used to print those contracts out for your old business. Yeah. For, satellite business so i knew how to do it yeah um how do you but, do that let's give that little tip here oh it's super easy so you, you get your contract the document you want and you you have it on your computer and you upload it there's probably other ways to do it but i uploaded it to fedex.com and then you just choose that you want how you want it printed yeah. and you just choose that you want a two-page carbon copy okay and then they print it and you go pick it up. And you can get like three pages if you want. You but, get three, yeah. Um, but yeah, two would should work unless there's like three people involved, I guess. Right. But, if but. you, yeah, because if you have like somebody working for you who's going out to get these deals, maybe you would want a three because you want one for you and then they probably want one for their records and then you want one for the, uh, the I seller. I love It just looks so much more professional. Uh-huh. Than right. just your one-page contract, right? Uh-huh. You have the they, simplicity of a one-page simple contract, but you have the professionalism of like the bigger, you know, the bigger contracts. I love it. Uh, yeah, and you get something you can leave with them. It makes them comfortable. How did you get so smart? I'm, a, I'm a, your brother. <laughs> That's right. Good answer. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No. Okay, so so cool. So you met with these people. They signed the contract. Uh-huh. You just went through it. I mean, what were some of the basic things a contract says? Um, just the basic things. Seven day inspection period. If I don't, uh, basically, if if I mess up, I lose my twenty dollars earnest deposit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So that's all the skin that I had in the game, even if I went past the seven days. But uh, basically. But we were able to close. I mean, how long did you tell me it would take to close? I told them that we usually close in seven to ten days, and I, I put in there um, that we'll definitely close within thirty. 30 okay, days. so you gave yourself a little more time. Okay, in case for yeah, in case I needed to market it, in case anything came up. Um, but yeah, we were able to close in. I mean, I think less than ten days. So how did our agreement go down? So you put it under for ninety thousand. Uh huh. And then some people are always like confused about this. Was it hard to do the wholesale transaction? People oh are always getting so confused. Like, what do we so, do? <laughs> it was almost too easy. Like, I was like, when is something going to fall apart? I, uh, on the way home, I'm driving home. I'm like, hey, bro. You're like, did you get it? I'm like, yeah, I got it signed. And he's like, all right. He's like, I want it. <laughs> and uh, so I get home. I fax it over to an escrow company, a title company that was referred to me. They open escrow. I put them in contact with the Justin, and he gets his assistant on it. Not even I uh, never talked. It was Vanessa. I mean, I think you yeah, sent it to Vanessa. me. I sent it straight to Vanessa. Yeah, you sent it straight to Vanessa. Yeah. And uh, don't Vanessa go making it look like I do stuff. 
Vanessa handled everything <laughs> from there. She dealt with the the title company and everything. I for ten days, I was like, okay, do I, what do I need to do? You know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. then. Now, was there like an assignment agreement or? So the way we did it, you just paid me. We're just going to pay you. Yeah. Okay. Escrow. But, but, but people can do an assignment agreement and you send that to escrow and that works just yeah. fine as well. Yeah. They were asking me what the assignment was that I wanted and I just tell them $10,000 and escrow would have handled that. So you originally put the contract in your company name. How did uh, we go about changing title? So I put Point Green Home Solutions and or assignees on there. Yeah. And so that allowed me to assign it to whoever. So who did you tell? Did you tell him that or escrow? Who did you tell that you were changing that up? I told escrow and I told Vanessa, your assistant, and then they handled the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you didn't have to take anything else to the seller to resign or anything? No, I never even saw him again. I only saw him that one time. Crazy. That's so cool. So um, what I, I want to point out some things, guys. I hear from so many people, like I was getting questions from someone on my mastermind group the other day saying, you know, where I live, like, uh, you know, we have attorneys, like, how do I choose a good attorney? I'm like, like, how do you close houses in other places? I'm like, you know what? I just bought a house in Utah. I don't know how the process there works, but I put it, I, I didn't worry about any of that until we had a house under contract. Then I said, okay, who do they use escrow? Like who closes houses in Utah? Like, right. <laughs> and I think you had a referral from yeah. someone from an investor to add to that the title company we used it was my, my buddy eric i mean i trust the guy he yeah. it was a tough company that he used but i had never met them no you had never met them yeah we just knew that they did these types of transactions the only thing i knew is that people still sell houses in utah and you give them the money to somebody and someone closes something someone gets a deed <laughs> right and then you fix it up and then you resell it like it's not rocket science like you don't need to worry about all the minute details until you actually have something to worry about, right? So once you have a signed contract, you're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> so so Steven, okay, you did go and try to build a bunch of buyers, which I won't say it was a mistake, but I usually just tell people go get worry about more about getting yeah. the houses under contract. You do want to have some buyers. Like that's good, right? But yeah. you weren't trying out there trying to find like capital or find a title company or an escrow company. Like that wasn't where you put your focus, right? Because you only have so much time and focus right you are mainly focused on trying to get a house yeah that's all yeah i was like 100 percent of your focus and uh -huh. i love that you listened to me and it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man all right that's so cool i'm so proud of you all right well uh let's, i think that's, that's about it man we'll have you on again in a you know a few yeah. more months or, or six months when you've done several transactions and mm -hmm. And just to catch everybody up real quick on the direction that I made this week. Okay, so cool. Monday I sent out 520 postcards because, I, you know, I stopped marketing. And, and I always hear everybody on your podcast say consistently yes. market, consistently market. Yes. So my phone stopped ringing because I ran out of bandit signs. I didn't have any marketing going. Yeah. My, my website wasn't performing. So I... This week, Monday, I sent out 520. Tuesday, I sent out 926 with standard mail. So nice. I sent out 520 first class mail, 926 um, standard mail. So I figure they'll, they'll start hitting. And then I want to send out another thousand. I want to send out 4,000 postcards this month. Wow, that's awesome. So, so I'm going to do that. And then I also created a 
KSL ad, which is like the Craigslist out here. Um, so there's a KSL ad. One of my friends is there. It's like 250 bucks for a banner on the side that says we buy houses. Awesome. They click on that and it directs them to my website and it also has my phone number. Awesome. Got a call from that already. Awesome. Um, so I got that going and then I have Facebook ads going and I have, so uh, cool. Google AdWords going right now. And so I got that and then I plan to start mining data for delinquent taxes. I'm going to have a, oh yeah, I have a few virtual assistants that do stuff too that we haven't talked about. But oh yeah, we didn't talk about those. So you just found those, where did you find those virtual assistants? Odesk. Odesk. Uh-huh. And how much do you pay them? So I have my Google manager. She manages my Google profile. So if there's, if it's hard to understand what she writes sometimes and she's from the Philippines, <laughs> <laughs> she's $3 an hour. But I mean, I, I have up to like 70 followers on Google plus now for the page I, before I didn't have any. So, and I haven't done anything. She's yeah. done it all. Yeah. And she works for two hours a day at for three dollars. Just remember being up there in Utah. You're like, hey, look up these keywords in Utah, you know. And you were like on page one. And I know you're not there now. I was like, how did you do that? You're like, yeah, someone, my VA did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I created a few YouTube videos, and I had a a VA create backlinks for them. And it was like your your YouTube video was was up on page one. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh, how did you do it? Which is really what motivated me to get my lead generation site up. Uh-huh. I mean, we just finally got it up and going. Uh, we, we Our marketing starts like today, I think. Anyway, so I'll, yeah. I'll let you guys know how that goes. So hopefully I'll ha- be having a ton of leads coming back in and I, I'm not going to stop marketing this time. Yeah, for sure. So now you and I, we kind of came up with kind of a, a, an arrangement. You know, you're still your own person. You do your own thing, whatever you want. And w- what's our agreement? So the agreement is, is, uh, you'll pay for some of my marketing and then you'll just take it out of the next wholesale fee that I find for you. Yeah, exactly. So, so reason- I'm able to do more marketing exactly. and then you're able to get more deals. It's, yeah. It's a huge win-win. And I want to point out to people, did I offer that to you day one when you just wanted to start? No, no. you didn't offer that until after I did a deal with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you proved yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, you got it. You got to prove yourself. You know, you got to get out there. You got to hustle. And Steven has done that to the point to where this isn't like me hooking up brother. This is me wanting to do business with somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, I mean, if, if you as you work hard and create this snowball effect, more opportunities will open up. But you got to get your hands there. You got to be willing to put in the work. Right. So. All right, bro. Proud of you. Love you. Tell Aaron and the little one hi. <laughs> I will. Thanks for having me on here. I'm always like anxiety ridden the day before. <laughs> Next time I'm just going to call you and be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Don't like, don't even tell me that I'm on an interview. Just call my cell phone and we'll just talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like working with all these sellers. But yeah, I, it's good that people know that, that you get anxious, that you get nervous. Steven always has been, you know, more soft spoken. Like I'm just a loud mouth. Um, but he, he's, he's gone, he's overcome, not, not overcome that, but regardless, he's made things happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, it'll still always be a part of me, but I, you know, I, I see the benefit. Um, I see what real estate can do for my life. And I, you know, it's, I made more on that one deal. I, I made more than double on that one deal than I made in like the six months that I was in insurance. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, it's already paying off. 
Um, and you know, even, even if I didn't get that one deal, like that one deal was, it was a, a lot of wind underneath my, my wings, you know, and, and it's keeping me amped and excited. But, uh, even if I haven't gotten that, I, I, I would still be excited about the opportunity that we have going on. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot of work to get going, but I, you know, I can't see myself doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally know exactly how you feel. I've been there. So <laughs> yeah. did you want to leave any, anyone else? Like if anyone wanted to get a hold of you or, or, uh, did you, anything we can do for you? Um, you, you mentioned your Facebook page Do you want anyone to go like anything or what can we do for you? Yeah. So my Facebook page is actually pretty lame. <laughs> it, it could use some likes actually. It could use some likes and it could, uh, I should put some content on there. If you go there, you won't find anything exciting. Um, but there is a link from there to my website that you could check out that I put some work into. Um, but that's, what is it? So it's Facebook, it's point G H S that's for green home solutions. So point G H S welcome. Cool. Is my, is the name to get in there. I didn't know how to, I know on your Facebook page, it's just like house flipping HQ. Yeah. For whatever reason, it made me put an extra word Hi. after. I don't know. Ask Mark. He'll tell you what yeah, to do. Maybe he could so help me shorten that. What if someone has like a house they want to sell you or there's some investor or agents there in Utah that want to connect with you and maybe uh -huh. work with you? How can they yeah. get in touch with you? So stevew2003 at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, that's my email. I've actually gotten a few emails from, from your listeners from the last podcast. Awesome. Actually. So. Awesome. Very cool. So that it's not, cool. I don't want him to get bombarded with like, consulting calls guys and so if you have any questions or comments leave them in the comment section um episode 40 this is episode 40 boom <laughs> housecreenhq.com slash episode 40 questions or comments you can leave there um if you want some more intense consulting i haven't been able to i used to be able to answer questions in detail but i, I love all the emails i'm getting but like there's only so many hours in a day um, so I'm putting more of my emphasis on my mastermind group. So if you guys are interested in checking that out, go to housewingmastermind.com or you can shoot me an email if you have questions about that. All right, brother, any final words? I know we keep acting like we're going to close here. I know. We'll, we'll sign off for real this time. Thanks for having me on. Um, love the podcast. Love the show. Keep it going. Keep us informed. Keep us I don't know, keep the systems and the machines coming so we could keep on making some money. <laughs> That's right, brother. <laughs> all right, so, man. Love you. We'll, all right. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Man, I love that kid. See a stud or what? Uh, anyway, you can visit uh, the show notes at housewomenhq.com slash 40 to check out all the links and notes and leave any comments if you like. Give Steven a shout out and let him know what a great job he did. Um, if you have yet to leave us a rating and review, please go to iTunes or you can go to housewomenhq.com slash podcast and that should take you straight there. Leave us a rating and review, uh, hopefully five star, and we will be happy to send you a two hour long presentation I did at a local real estate investment club um, on how I run my housekeeping business. So uh, we would love that. It really helps us out uh, to get more exposure, which helps us keep this uh, show a cranking. All right, well, that about wraps it up for this week. Before we go, I want to leave you with a quote. I have to admit I stole this from Tucker Merrihue. I was listening to his podcast, The Real Deals Podcast, which is incredible, by the way. Uh, you should definitely check that out. 
It says, in order to succeed, your desire for success should be greater than your fear of failure. And that is by Bill Cosby. And you guys know that is exactly what I teach. When he he said this quote on his podcast, it totally resonated with me. I mean, you're going to have failures for sure. It's not even a question. But if your desire to succeed is much stronger than your fear of failure, then you will be successful in this business. So with that, have a great week, guys. Get out there, take some action, make some things happen, and we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com. Blame on my ADD, baby.